It really is a pleasure to be at a church where there's so much uh, love and commitment to our kids. And you, know, you can look at the world, you can, you can be fearful of what's happening, you can be pessimistic of the direction things are going, and you can question the future. And this is really my charge to all of you, is if, if you're concerned about the future, then invest in the future. And that's the kids we have here. We have an amazing opportunity. And the only thing that's going to change this world is not us and our ideas. It's God. It's his truth and his grace. And so invest that into these kids and, and be the examples for them and, and really reach out to them uh, and, and build those relationships. But if you're looking at your watch and you're wondering, oh boy, Pastor Dominic's gearing up for a sermon now and you're canceling your lunch plans, don't worry. I created an express uh, uh, express sermon for today, which I will be doing, and uh, we'll be out of here in a short time. Uh, but I, I really wanted to, to take a look at, at what we're celebrating this morning, what we're seeing, these kids in our midst, and, and kind of tie it in with the sermon series that we've been going through, which is we've, we've been talking about prayer, the power of prayer in our lives and, and, and for God's kingdom in this world, what it can do. And today, we're going to kind of take a, a, a brief higher look at a verse that talks about praying for other people But then I want to create instant application for us as a community of how we pray for our our kids, how we pray for uh, the children in this community. And so we're going to be uh, looking at one verse out of Ephesians 6. It's Ephesians 6, 18. And this is uh, one of those verses that often gets overlooked in in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 6. It's kind of the chapter that we know as the Armor of God chapter, Verses 10 through 17 are are typically what we think about when it's about how we can win any battle with the Lord's help. We can remain strong in Him no matter what's coming up in in life. And we uh, can put on the the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and have our feet fitted with the gospel of peace and hold the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. And that concludes in verse 17, and we often just stop there and miss maybe one of the most important verses of the whole chapter that we're going to be looking at today, which is verse 18, which talks about the need, the necessity for prayer in the everyday life of the Christian and for the Christian communities. So if you're not there already, we're going to read that together here in Ephesians 6, verse 18. And it reads, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And so when we read those quick words, there's two overall principles I see out of this. And kind of part A is just the general observations and the necessity of prayer in in our life. And and part B is the, the necessity to pray for others, to be praying for all the Lord's people. And so when we look at, at prayer, what it really means for us, that we're to be praying in the Spirit, which really means we're, we're praying not for selfish things, not for evil things, but praying for the things that align with God's Spirit of truth, His character. And I also know that at times, as believers, we're going to be prompted by the Holy Spirit to be praying, and to be praying on all occasions, not just when life is good, not just when life is bad, not when you have joy, not only when you have sorrow, but in every situation by thanksgiving or supplication, you bring everything to God in prayer in every circumstance. And this is all kinds of prayers and requests. 
And as we said last week, oftentimes our prayer life can be reduced to kind of the most common denominator, which is just asking God for stuff, which isn't a bad prayer. In fact, we're instructed to do that. And prayer is no less than that, but prayer is so much more than that. And that's where we have our eyes and our minds kind of opened in part B of this verse, is that prayer is not just for us. It's just not only for what we're feeling and what we're thinking and what we're wanting. And that's an important part of prayer. But we get the gift and the privilege to pray for one another. And the impact of that, I think, can never be understood in this life. So with this in mind, we pray for those around us that will become alert. And what this means is simply being watchful, living life with your eyes open and understanding what's happening around you. And so often we can be blinded by self-focus and only worried about what's happening in our own lives that we totally forget the needs of those around us. Be alert to those things. And know that people around you need help. People around you are going through struggles. You can ask the question, if you're not alert of that, to become alert, of simply asking those loved ones around you, God's people, the question, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? And I've had many people ask me that question, more than I can count in my whole life. And I'll tell you, every time I hear that question, it touches me. And it means so much to me to know that someone is alert of the needs in my life, that they would take that love and that time to pray for me. We keep praying for the Lord's people. And the word that starts that is to always keep praying for the Lord's people. And this means that you're making a commitment in your life to pray for others. Take a time of the day that you will always spend praying for the people in your life and in your community. Make a list of the people that you want to pray for and their needs. And most importantly, when we tell someone, I'll pray for you, do it. Do it. Maybe right there in that moment, pray for them. But the instruction we have from God is to always keep praying for all of the Lord's people. Because we all need prayer. And we have the ability to uplift one another and our needs can be given to God through the prayer of intercession. Always keep praying for the Lord's people because there's no greater privilege as believers. And so when we think about that and the necessity to be praying for one another, you know, Stephanie and I put our, our minds together this week of what are five ways, just instant application we can give to you of how we can be praying for our kids in this day and age. And the first one is, is what Steph had talked on a bit already is we want to pray that they place their faith and their hope in Jesus Christ, that they find salvation in his name alone. Because there's no other way to heaven than through Jesus. And that is the heart of all we do in this ministry, is not to give kids a good time, not to fill them full of sugar, not to give them fun memories, but to bring them before Jesus and we pray that their hearts are softened and they're humbled to accept the saving grace of Jesus through faith. There's nothing else that matters more, not only in this life, but for all of eternity. So pray for them. Pray for them by name. The second is 
to pray that they would grow in wisdom and discernment. And as Stephanie had said, we live in a day and age where any idea is thrown out at any moment, and the amount of input they receive in this life is at a level higher than any of us have ever experienced. They're constantly receiving information. And when you look at really how much they receive here in this church compared to what they're receiving in the rest of the world, it's maybe 5% of what they receive is going to be biblical truth compared to 95% of the rest of the world. And it truly is a David and Goliath battle with the information they're receiving. Pray that they can have wisdom that's rooted in God and discernment to know the difference between right and wrong and good and evil. And David defeated Goliath by one accurate strike. And that's what we didn't know here, is that we have maybe one opportunity to teach them truth. Pray that they will receive that truth and grow in wisdom and discernment. Pray also that they have a courage and a boldness in their faith. And if you read through the book of Daniel, you'll know that Daniel was a man of God who was placed in a godless situation in Babylon. And he had pressure all around him, even compulsion that he must give up on his faith or face death in the lion's den or his friends in the fiery furnace. And yet they lived with this boldness and this conviction in the face of everything around them to live in the light of God and in his truth. And I think our children are going to be growing in a similar situation. Culture is not going to tell them that they're living in a good way. They're going to experience all of the pressure to give up and abandon their faith. But pray for them to be courageous and bold, that God would give them strength day by day. And fourth is that they would have godly examples in their life. And this is a part where you can pray for this and you should pray for this, but you can also just make a commitment to be that godly example. And I always say for parents that you need to be the person you want your child to grow up to be. Whatever you expect or hope them to be, you need to be that person. And the same goes for the rest of us. If you want them to grow up godly, you need to be godly before them. Be the example that you want them to be. But the research is pretty staggering in this area that kids who grow up in the church, if they can have five adults, five who are good examples to them, who check in with them and and build a relationship with them. And it's as simple as saying, hey, how was your soccer game this last week? If they can have five adults impress on their lives besides their own parents, it's almost a 100% guarantee that they're going to remain in the faith after they graduate high school. Pray that there's godly examples that are in their life. And the last, and maybe uh, second most important of all this, is pray against evil and temptation in their lives. Because I firmly believe that God wants to raise up a generation that's going to bring people back to God. And there's, I pray, revival in our country where many will come before God. And it's going to start in children like this as they grow and to develop. And Satan wants none of it. He wants none of it. And we're instructed to pray against evil and pray against temptations. Pray for these children to stay bold and resilient in their faith, to continue in the faith that they were taught as they're rooted in Jesus Christ. But this is what we can do as people of God, besides being the examples and investing in these kids' lives, pray for them. When you see kids running around the church, have the joy that they have. Pray for them right then and there.
but pray for them knowing this is the greatest privilege that we have as believers is to lift our needs up to the Lord together as a community. So with that, let's close this time in prayer as I pray for our kids and I pray for all of us. So God, we thank you for this Sunday and and we know that you love children and sometimes we want to make church all about us, the big, important adults, but in your own example, Jesus, as your disciples tried to hold the children away because maybe they were too loud or maybe they didn't understand all the deep truths of you, you said, let the children come to me. And furthermore, let their example of faith be an inspiration to us, the believers. So God, I thank you for that. I thank you for the joy and the innocence of children. I thank you for the faith they have in any situation and God, I pray that that would be an example to us, that we can believe in you in the same way, that we, we approach this world with this open optimism and this deep and this confident hope that you are in control over all things and that in your name and your power, things can only get better in the long run when you finally come and you, you make this kingdom, you build this kingdom where nothing happens except what you desire and what you will. God, that is coming and we have confidence in that. And so may we as your children have that same faith in you as these children have in us as adults, that there's a safety, there's a security in you. But God, we pray for these kids and and the world that they're growing up is so different than the world we grew up in. I pray that they would have this, this resounding and evident faith in you, that it's sincere and authentic to the deepest parts of their heart, that it be made known to the people around them, that they can live in this boldness and this courage that they would live out your truths in a way that becomes attractive to others and that the kingdom will grow and the world will be changed through the ways that you are working in them. God, I pray as adults that we don't get in the way of that, that we can encourage that, we can be the examples for them that helps them mature and grow in their wisdom and their discernment through life, that they can truly follow you with their whole heart and soul and mind and strength. So God, we thank you for this for this this gift to see here in this community, the laughter and the noise and the crying and the disruption. God, it's so beautiful to me. And God, we pray for more of it, that we can truly grow, that we can see the future unveiled before our very eyes as, as you invest in this generation. So God, we just commit this to you. We know that above all things, you make things work together for the good of those who believe in him. And God, we believe in you today. We look to you to to work in this generation, to grow in them, and to make all things work together for your glory and your purposes. So we commit them to you. We thank you again for the gift it is, and and we commit to praying for them as we go out from this place. And so, God, we thank you, the the, the author of life, the giver of all good things, and the perfecter of love. Uh, We thank you for all that you're doing, and we look forward to what you have to do in the future. And so we pray all of these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.